For over three decades, the Northern Nevada International Center has hosted thousands of visitors from almost every corner of the globe. At its core, the most important aspect of their work involves connecting members of our community to host visiting delegations in their homes, volunteer to aid refugee families, and provide interpretation and translation services to combat cultural stereotypes. The Northern Nevada International Center is a nonprofit organization serving Nevada's educational and international oriented communities. After this quick break, I want to highlight the fact that the NNIC helps educate Nevada about the world and the world about Nevada. I'll be right back. If you want the best tax and legal secrets used by successful real estate investors today, contact Sherry Hill, the wealth protection diva at Sage International Incorporated a local company that's been helping new as well as seasoned real estate investors for over 23 years protect their hard-earned wealth today. To schedule a free 30-minute consultation with Sherry, call 775-786-5515. That's 775-786-5515 to strategize with the Wealth Protection Diva today. Call Sage International. The Northern Nevada International Center fosters the role of citizen diplomacy in building bridges of international awareness and understanding through programs of international exchange, community, and educational outreach, and refugee resettlement in order to promote the equality of all peoples. My guest today is Executive Director, Dr. Karina Black. Welcome, so good to see you. Thanks for having me. Well, let's start with the fact that even though you're part of the University of Nevada, Reno, that you're also a resource for local residents as well as visitors interested in international activities and events. So why don't you tell us how? Sure. So we, we group our area in, into three different programs, um, as you mentioned. Um, the exchange part, which is mostly visitors that are invited by the U.S. government, specifically the State Department, to come to the United States on programs to learn about us and to learn about specific fields. The second program is um, our interpretation and translation services, and that is um, going an, through an, un, an interesting um, explosion with all of the new companies coming in. We're, we're providing more and more um, services to big companies. Um, and then the final part, which is our most um, recent addition, is refugee resettlement. We have been a resettlement agency for about uh, 19 months now, uh, resettled about 15, 16 families so far. Hmm, interesting. So because you are part of the university, but you're still like this standalone, you are a nonprofit, so you're this standalone entity. And uh, so it's really interesting because you talk about the State Department. So a lot of the work that you guys do, uh, let's just talk a little bit more. Give me some examples of, you know, how did the State Department reach out to Nevada, you specifically, and say, right. sure. let's do something. Well, let me, let me reach back. <laughs> yeah. so, so we are a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. But we have an affiliation agreement with the university, and um, we have just moved off of campus um, to our own um, building that we rent. Um, but we have had a long relationship with the State Department because we are part of a national network called Global Ties. And Global Ties has members in um, 94 cities throughout the United States. And this membership um, is part of a uh, what's called citizen diplomacy or public diplomacy 
network and we all compete against each other to bring as many visitors as we can to uh, northern Nevada. Um, in the network, we're actually um, probably the second or third largest because we have been able to expand our programs. So let me give you a couple of examples. And, and the reason why we are connected to the university. We have some programs, uh, for example, our Algeria Youth Leadership Program. We've been in Algeria for the last 10 years now. And these are high school students. So there's not a specific match to the university's mission um, for, to, to provide a one-month leadership program for high school students. But we have other programs, for example, the Mandela Washington Fellowship, um, where we partner with the College of Business. And um, these are um, 25 young African entrepreneurs that come every summer for a six-week um, business and entrepreneurship and leadership program. So um, our partner in um, the College of Business, Dr. Krasdell, um, sets up the academic program and we set up the administrative program. So the administrative program includes um, the housing, the transportation, the home hosts, um, all of the cultural activities, um, so, art, so everything that is as important as the academic part, but of course the academic part is what builds the program. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the one I've been involved in for quite a few years. And, you know, when you think about, you know, here's all these young entrepreneurs, and these are brilliant young people. Yeah. And mm -hmm. what's going on, especially in Africa, we think of, you know, there's all these countries in Africa, and what you find out is it's not like we're doing business with, you know, Idaho or Utah where we can cross state lines and we're all, like, doing the same thing. It's completely different over yeah. there. And just bringing these 24, 25, they get to know each other. So there's this, like, whole grassroots movement of networking and connectivity in Africa that has never happened before. Exactly. And the funny thing is that we learned very quickly four or five years ago was um, the process of colonization really hindered Africans to think about themselves as resources. So it's funny that we have to bring Africans to Nevada or to the other 24 universities that, that host also host um, these international visitors. And they come here and they're like, oh, I don't, I can actually do business with my colleague next door in Guinea-Bissau. And I can have trade relationships with, um, with, you know, other colleagues. So the Mandela Washington Fellowship is one of the most brilliant conceptions in my mind of, of U.S. foreign policy because we have a provided aid to Africa for dozens and dozens of years. And we learned that it really doesn't work. So this program is, you know, cheap when it comes to we're providing leadership skills for what this year will be 750 fellows at 37 universities. Um, but they are going to be able to be the leadership of the next generation. That's why it's so inspiring when you meet these young people. And when I say young people, they're anywhere from, you know, probably 18 to... 25 to 35. Yeah, 25 yeah. to 30. Yeah. So they're no. not young. No. <laughs> and just the, the wonderful things that they're working on. So, well, let's talk about... Um, so that's, you know, obviously that one program. So from the State Department's perspective, I mean, who else are they sending here? And, sure, yeah. sure. 
We have probably the, the way that we started was because of our connection to the National Judicial College. Um, the first visitors when I first started 20 years ago um, were, were all judges. And so we have broadened that relationship because we have amazing judges in the community that love to meet with our visitors. We have the National Council for Juvenile and Family Court judges, an internationally renowned organization as well. And so, but we host a broad variety of visitors ranging from environmentalist so we our our arid um, climate is very similar to a lot of the former um, Soviet states um, we host a lot of visitors on the themes of not so good things like uh, trafficking of women and children um, abduction international abductions domestic violence so areas where we as a state still really have a problem but because we're part of the United States, you know, we have federal funding that, that funds agencies who are making headway. So, for example, with the issue of trafficking, we work with Awaken, which is a local organization. And those partnerships, you know, if you look around the world, all we want to teach is collaboration and partnerships, which is something that we do quite well in the United States, in addition to things like volunteerism and the nonprofit sector. So we have a lot to teach through public diplomacy programs that people abroad don't necessarily to know unless they come here. So we export our music, our pop culture, um, and other things that you know international publics don't necessarily um, equate with the really positive things that America has to teach the world. Oh, yeah, because what they see, read, or hear is not typically the truth exactly. until they get here, yeah. meet the people. We are a very friendly, collaborative society. Mm -hmm. And, you know, personally, and I'm sure personally for you, every time somebody comes and learns the reality of who we are and why we're like we are, and then they take a little piece of that home and translate that into their own community, yeah. their own country, uh, we're making positive change. The ripple effect across the world globally yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Yep. So we, we look at it from a, from a high level, 30,000 30, foot level. We consider ourselves as, as the third part of the stool in national security, in addition to development and um, defense. Diplomacy is that third piece. And if you listen to ambassadors, even if you listen to secretaries of defense, um, they all believe that a strong and robust public diplomacy program and effort is highly critical to allowing people in development and in, in defense to do their work because unless we build the groundwork, ours is more long-term vision. Um, so for example, we have one program, the International Visitor Leadership Program, and um, about 5,000 people come to the United States every year. These are individuals that are hand-picked handpicked by U.S. Embassy personnel, and it's it has such a good track record. It's about 75 years old, and today 30% of the world's leaders have been part of this program. So these are things where, for example, we you could host somebody for dinner in your house, and that person is going to be the prime minister of um, Tajikistan or, or another country, but it's it's not guaranteed, and it's long-term, so it's a little more difficult to really measure 
the impact and, and what specifically is the impact of that person going back? How many people are they going to tell? Well, yeah, you know, Americans are not what, what we think they are, what we hear they are. Because I sat in somebody's house and I, you know, I broke bread with somebody and I learned how Americans take care of their, you know, their dogs and they take them to the vet and they spend $300 and, you know, for some countries, that's just crazy. So <laughs> comparing, <laughs> comparing, <laughs> comparing our cultures, we, we hear the exact same thing every single time is that, wow, they're just so much more similar than we assumed they mm -hmm. were. So, and that happens on both sides. That's awesome. We have to go to break. We come back. I'm going to pick up with Dr. Karina Black, who is the executive director of the Northern Nevada International Center. Stick with us. Extraction Jackson. Here's what people are saying about CJ's recommended carpet care. Michelle Holbert. I have used Jack several times and he's fantastic. He's cleaned my own carpets, several of my rental properties. I've been very happy. My tenants have really been surprised at how nice the carpets look after he's completed them. Tile, grout, carpet, upholstery? Call 829-1551 or visit cjscarpetcare.com. Extraction Jackson. He's the best. Hi, I'm Chris from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. I'm Cindy from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. I'm Jody from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Now is the time of year when insects, pests, and rodents are the most active and they want to get inside of your home. Stop those critters and bugs from coming into your home. Call us here at Truckee Meadows Pest Control, 332-0604. Or visit tmpestcontrol.com. TM Pest, we are licensed and insured in Nevada. Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Control, Control is, is what, what it's, it's all about. about. Truckee Meadows Pest Control is locally owned and operated. Welcome back and thank you for tuning in to the Sherry Hill Show. So excited to have Dr. Karina Black, who is the Executive Director for the Northern Nevada International Center joining me today. And I want to talk about the language bank because I think there is a lot of people in our community, you are a community organization that um, most people don't even know exists and interestingly enough, about three weeks ago, somebody asked me, you know, who do you know who can speak? And I'm like, you need to call the Northern Nevada International Center. So good, I do um, create referrals for good. you guys. But <laughs> anyway, let's talk about what sure. is the Language Bank? So the Language Bank actually started as an all-volunteer service. And the idea was if somebody, if an international traveler comes to the airport and doesn't speak English, needs to rent a car. Um, there was a language line sort of with volunteers around the community. It was a couple dozen volunteers. And um, so the idea was just to make those basic connections. Um, eventually we began, we, we started um, hiring interpreters and translators. Um, and just to clarify, interpretation is when you speak and translating is when you write. So people um, mm -hmm. don't always know that. Um, and we began um, providing interpreters and translators for the school district, for the local courts, for the so social service agencies. Because what most people don't know is that any federal, uh, any, any agency or any entity that receives federal funding is required by law to provide interpretation at no cost to the client. And so for the private sector, that's 
that's also now changing because there is a sense that as a global community and society, we do a lot better if we provide high-level quality interpretation services. So there's an interesting trend happening um, where we, you know, the best interpretation is in person. So if you're in court um, and uh, you have a, a client who doesn't speak the language, then that is the most um, just way of delivering justice and the rule of law. Um, increasingly, though, we are becoming so international as a community, we're getting more languages that we maybe not don't have um, the, inter the qualified interpreters for. So the new trend is now over the phone and video remote interpretation. So we have just um, started a new service that will allow our clients to have immediate access to um, interpreters and uh, interpreters in over 200 languages. Wow. And so if, for example, if you go to the hospital now and you don't speak English, um, they'll have a cart and they'll have a little laptop on it and um, they can call a, a service and an interpreter will be online. If it's uh, culturally you know, inappropriate to have a male, then they'll put on a female interpreter. But that system, you know, where in Europe that existed because everybody speaks many different languages, that system has existed for a long time and, and globally. But in the United States, um, it's really not not as developed as in other states. And in Nevada, it's even less developed than in other states. Well, certainly. And so I imagine when that shows up, doesn't mean you have to be a citizen of Nevada in order to tap into this. It's anyone that shows up here that's not speaking the language. So the importance of our community knowing that we have this language bank right. with now access to over 200 different languages you know, contracts show up. If you're trying to do something with a foreign country, you guys can translate those. Yeah. And it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, yeah. And it's exciting because now with um, Tesla and Panasonic and all of, of this um, international movement with these companies coming in, these companies are bringing large amounts of staff um, and, and a workforce to Northern Nevada. And we, we have done training with OSHA for new employees. Um, we um, recently did a, a large job for a local company where they are bringing in clients. And so we provide interpretation for them. So we're... Did you get paid for that work? Yes. Yeah. Well, we get... So that is, of the three services <laughs> that we have, um, that is what we call our fee-for-service mm -hmm. program. So people, we pay our interpreters because our mission is not just to provide the interpretation and bridge the language gap, but also to elevate the profession of interpretation and translation because there is very few people. We have a handful of um, medically certified individuals who provide medical certification or, and classes to the community. Um, people don't really understand that, that there is a court certification. So um, you know, we get calls all the time and say, oh, I need a certified interpreter to do X, Y, Z. And well, what, what are you going to send them to court or is it going to be for a doctor's office? So the, the field is developed outside of Nevada, but not necessarily here so much. Mm, interesting. So, I mean, you were sitting up at the university. I know you have just recently located. Um, what are you on? 
Seventh Street, eight fifty-five West Seventh. Um, so I imagine, you know, looking at all these young minds up there, are you trying to harness some of these <laughs> folks to come to work for you? Or? Well, we have we actually have very few students because um, we we like to tap into people that have lived here for a while. They understand the cultural nuances. So mm. if you think of an international student coming to Nevada, they're not going to be um, familiar with. Um, the legal jargon. And so a majority of our local people that provide interpretation translation are either professional interpreters or they are people that have been working with us for, for many years and they have gained the experience to do that. So we use a lot of university students as interns. We just had our intern appreciation uh, lunch yesterday. We had 10 interns this spring and we'll set up another 10 or 11 for the summer. Um, so we do provide as much um, of, a, of a training ground for the student population as we can. Yeah, but what a, what a great opportunity futuristically for folks to consider stepping into mm -hmm. that kind of a field. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. Also, um, so let's, we don't have a lot of time left. I know you do a big global gala. We miss that, but so you do some fundraising because you are a, a nonprofit organization. So as a community, what are some of your asks? How can we help you other than create awareness and sure. let people know you exist? Couple of different things. Um, we're always looking for home hosts. So these could be dinner hosts um, or people actually living in your house for, or for a short period of time. So that's always our number one ask. And we have a network of about, uh, well, on my email newsletter, I have about 5,000 people. But we have a good network of about 200 people who uh, send an email out and they Im respond immediately. I want to host that group. Um, now we have um, a huge need for helping uh, several incoming refugee families. So we are um, resettling uh, two Afghan families next week and then a, a Congolese family in a couple of weeks. So we're always looking for um, sort of the first month is very critical because they don't have a lot of the services yet. They don't have any income yet. So we provide them with all the food that they need supplies. Um, we're, we're getting their homes, their temporary homes ready for them. So there's a lot of needs um, for refugees, also in terms of physical um, needs that they have. So we have a small staff. Um, a lot of refugees have a lot of appointments that they need to go to. So we're always looking for drivers who can take them to different appointments. Hmm. And then like any nonprofit, we always need money um, to pay the light bill and to, to pay for all of the administrative overhead, which most of our federal grants, um, you know, there's only a very small chunk that they leave for administration. So that's why we do our um, annual Global Gala every March. Yeah, well, that's lovely. Yeah. And yeah, that's, you know, really why I wanted you here, because I've known you for many years and you know, you just do an amazing job with the Northern Nevada International Center. And yet, you know, as our community becomes more global, it's important for people to realize that it's here. There are some fantastic services that you can provide, whether individuals, business owners, and certainly um, understanding that, you know, the globalization is not going away. So <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> you might as well embrace it and learn how you can um, benefit from it 
for that fact. But yeah, being a host family, things like that, why not expand your yeah. your horizons in your living room? That's right? right. That's right. And that's what people always tell us. That I'm not able to travel right now, but I can bring the world into my living room. That's nice. How do people find you, get a hold of you? Um, our website is probably the best, um, www.nnic.org. And um, our, we um, have a Facebook, Twitter account. Um, our phone number is 784-7515. And like you mentioned, we just moved to 855 West 7th Street. Awesome. So, well, thank you, Karina, for being here and looking forward to uh, probably bumping into you again when the Mandela Fellow. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. Our branch NMLS number is 1042857. Summit Funding's NMLS number is 3199. Thank you. Summit Funding is an equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Chris from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. I'm Cindy from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. I'm Jody from Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Now is the time of year when insects, pests, and rodents are the most active and they want to get inside of your home. Stop those critters and bugs from coming into your home. Call us here at Truckee Meadows Pest Control, 332-0604. Or visit tmpestcontrol.com. TM Pest, we are licensed and insured in Nevada. Truckee Meadows Pest Control. Control, Control is, is what, what it's all about. about. Truckee Meadows Pest Control is locally owned and operated.